Hi, my name is Farron, and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N, and check out my website, Farron.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples. I hope you've had a nice week. This week, I'd like to talk a little bit about motivation. So I'm going to offer some thoughts about it and some things to work with. But before we get there, I'd like to just think about it for a moment, kind of out loud. So as the theme has been, we're having a lot of things happen in our lives. And this is very externally produced in a sense because there's pandemic, there's a lot of politics, all that stuff that we've been talking about. And um, I believe this is causing it to be very difficult for a lot of people to maintain some kind of motivation. And I'm feeling as though this is partially because for so long everyone's been so externally motivated I mean for me personally being at the yoga studio was very invigorating you know having the community around seeing people regularly um, I can imagine that a lot of a lot of work was like that for a lot of people. I can imagine artists having a lot of trouble and comedians um, all kinds of arts people, um, fitness people, all of that. And so we're all in different kind of different fields and we are all in very solitary fields for the most part. So it's interesting to me that so many people, myself included, have trouble staying motivated when being solitary is kind of what we do. It's it's not even external support. It's simple connection with other people has caused many of us to rethink the way that we drive ourselves, the way that we're motivated. So how to be motivated when so much is distracting you, right? That's one way of thinking about it. So much distracting you. If you're very political, that would make a lot of sense. Um, But if we're switching to be more self-sufficient, then I think we need to re-look at this idea of what it is to be motivated. So how does one stay motivated? That's a good question. One thing that I thought of when I was pondering that earlier is allowing for time that isn't necessarily motivated. So, you know, free time, but non-planned. This is something I've brought up in regards to a couple of things um, in uh, personal practice. And um, I can't remember. I know it's come up on multiple podcasts. Another thing that I was thinking about... um, So when people think about motivation, they think about what is distracting them, right? And I wonder, is removal of all distractions really effective? So you know how, I mean, the drastic example of this to me would be working within a cubicle, right? 
where they've taken away anything personal. It's basically gray. You have just the items that you use to do whatever the job is that you're doing there. And although I understand that some of the reasons for doing that is financial, you know, who decorates little offices like that or whatever. But at the, on another on another hand, I know that people think that that is supposed to be more motivating when in fact, I feel like it's just not. I feel like that is, I mean, granted, I'm an artist. So if you're not an artist and you feel motivated in a very white and or even gray is actually more effective or more um, accurate of an example. If you're more motivated in that environment, please email me and tell me. Um, but the way that I just said that is interesting to me because if you if you know your art history, there are a lot of artists that did, in fact, choose to remove all everything out of their studios. I mean, Georgia O'Keeffe did that in specific. She she would only work in a white space in the whole. I mean, she lived in an adobe, so she did everything, just whitewashed everything, and um, this to her was very motivating. Okay, that makes sense to me. But she was doing her own work. She wasn't working for somebody else. So she set that up for herself. She knew that was going to work for her. So she created that sense of motivation within the space that she made to do that specific work. This to me is the package of motivation that I feel is kind of a little bit lost for the most part, in my understanding of the way people see motivation right now. So one of the things that is interesting to me around this is the idea of instilling a relationship with being motivated. So in order to do that, that's very self-driven. That's very, you have to know yourself very well in order to create that kind of relationship with an action but that doesn't mean that it's impossible to do so if you've never actually tried that there's one way to look at that that really makes sense to me there's a big difference between working from a space of not being motivated in the way where you've been told you're so unmotivated um, in a way where it's in your self-talk, you know, your inner voice just assumes that you're going from, from a really deep hole, from below zero, right? There, it's, if you're alive, there has to be something that keeps you motivated in some way, shape, or form. So to, to try to work from a space where you're completely unmotivated is like working from somebody else's perspective. And this is one of the things that we're learning, especially now, especially in the current collective energy, we're learning how to not just overturn the perspective, but work with what we have. So the idea of meeting yourself where you are at already. This is something that I've learned on a, diff a lot of different levels, but motivation has been one of those things where it's really hit or miss. It really depends on what I'm working on and what parameters I had set up to begin with. 
So one thing that's interesting too about this relationship with being motivated is choosing to do that, right? So it's very self-driven, but you can choose to want to have a relationship with being motivated. I think that the that idea is very simple and will ease pretty much anyone into being motivated. I mean, it's like integrating the idea of being consistently motivated. Notice in which ways you're actually motivated and work from there. So, like I said, you know, if you're alive, there's something that's keeping you motivated in some way, shape, or form. And you can transfer that information to things that you actually care about. I think maintaining motivation requires a lot of acknowledgement of the stages that we are in and then also allowing for space and time around anything that supports the reason for being motivated at all. So you might be telling yourself that you're so unmotivated and you might not have given yourself a reason to be motivated or a thing to do. So this is also something that I've noticed with myself. It, it, it's really easy to say that you're not doing something and then continue to not do that thing, especially if it's not, not specifically identified. So if you are in fact trying to be more motivated about something specific, the, the more specific you are, the easier it will be. And even more so, if you can break it down into little simple bites, it becomes even more simple to accomplish because you're giving yourself time to integrate the idea of all of these things. And in the action of integration, if you provide yourself time to actually enjoy some of it, the learning of the process, it is even further, um, it has even more longevity there. It will take you further. And that is a really new thing for me to understand. And I feel like it's so important. It's, it's, it's similar to enjoying the steps, you know, like people that love to make their art, they love the process from A to Z. Um, but when it's more vague and you're trying to be motivated about practices that support your life in a pretty profound way, you know, you're working alone a lot. So you have to figure out how to provide yourself nourishment around doing the work alone. One of the things I was thinking about is the space that you do your work. Are you trying to, let's say you're trying to have a meditation practice. Are you trying to do it in a, in a room, in a space where it's impossible to, um, to actually calm down for yourself? You might have to rearrange where you're trying to do the work. And I know not everybody can really do that, but you can create yourself a little corner. I've done it. 
even if you do it in a way where you turn your back to the rest of the space and you're just viewing whatever it is that you've decided is your meditation corner, even if it's a, a foot of space, this will provide you with the idea that it's nourishing and you'll you'll find in yourself more of the want to do it because the what for is there. You have the space and you've given yourself the reason, whatever that is for you. And then the work is the next thing that you do. So if you have to clear space, you know, try not to get in there and meditate right away. Look at the space for a while. Notice what you gave yourself, right? This will add time for the integration and the appreciation that's required for being self-driven. I want to go back to this idea of being told, um, of being told about not being motivated. I, I think a lot of people struggle with this because of being told they're not motivated and working from and working from there, which is a much bigger hole to climb out of than rearranging the perspective towards the idea of understanding our own style or reason for being motivated in the first place. So a little bit redundant, but I really want to drive home the idea that if you keep telling yourself that you're not motivated, you're wiring yourself to stay not motivated. So we have to turn the page and find the things that you are motivated around, even if it is something as simple as brushing your teeth. I mean, I know that most people listening to my podcast are beyond that, but I don't know everybody. So just, it, this doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be a big giant jump. Little things will get you there. One of the things that's worked the best for me is integrating the idea of being consistently motivated. Notice which ways you're actually motivated and work from there. Now, I know I already said that, but this is so important. I just can't even stress it enough. It's so overlooked to acknowledge the small things in order to make a bigger thing happen for ourselves. There's this thing where self-actualizing can be an offering to others. And this to me is, first of all, a little paraphrase from my friend Carl Pauli. And if you heard our conversation uh, a few weeks ago, you'll know who I'm talking about. And this is a paraphrase from some of the things that he and I have spoken about, but also I know that he has some videos on this. So. This idea of becoming self-actualized, of self-actualizing, becoming an offering to others is really important. This, this comes up in teachings from all of my teachers, from both Sandra Walter and from Matt Kahn and pretty much anybody else in the yoga world. The thing is that it's beyond leading by example at this point. Up until now, most people have been attempting to lead by example. And at, at this time, we're learning to express this in a different way so that we can share it in a way where people can actually connect to it. 
And the reason this is important is because we are so separated, in particular now, 2020, right? A pandemic, all of that. But because we're so many people are so into the electronics and into social media and all of that, we have to go about this in a new and different way. So it's one thing to self-actualize. It's one thing to understand and acknowledge that in others. But it's another thing to discuss it in a way that can add motivation to people versus making them feel like they're doing something wrong or they haven't quite made it there yet. So it, the idea is it comes down to what what is it that we're mastering as being humans on this planet? And it comes down to a relationship, a relationship with ourselves and the relationships that we build in our life and however it is that we maybe help people. Something that is really integrated in all of this is how we classify our motivation. This is something that we can look for going forward. How are we classifying our motivation and what allows for the consistency? Well, all of this has to be nourishing for us. So if you classify your motivation as something that is um, impossible or some goal that's out of reach, then it's going to continue to be out of reach. But you can also classify your motivations around things like becoming more self-directed or having more focus, paying more attention to how you feel or how the environment affects you, and also the environment that you're working in. All of these things will allow for consistency, but they also create the motivation itself having self-direction, being focused within that, and having a reason to be self-directed. So this isn't an ego thing. This isn't about being your best you to be better than anybody else. This is to be your best you so that you can contribute to the development of the people around you. This in and of itself, given some time to integrate, is extremely motivating. And it's something that I feel a lot of people are starting to work towards, even if they're not necessarily understanding that specifically. So to bring this little, little podcast to a close about motivation, I mean... All of us have trouble being motivated in one way or another over time. Um, and I feel as though it's really hard to make the switch from externally motivated to internally motivated. And in order to make the switch, you have to have a reason to do it. And that would be your purpose, right? What are the things that you do and why? And who are you contributing to? And are they contributing back? There's a give and take, whether it is changing the way you see yourself being motivated or how you see other people being motivated and allowing that to affect you. All of these things add for consistency over time. None of this is a quick fix. Becoming motivated takes work, but it also will take a little bit of understanding 
and I mean it in the way where you, um, you know, be nice to yourself. If you set up a practice for yourself and then you don't do it one day, that's okay. Understand that you're not doing it and acknowledge what happened and why, and then plan the next day that you'll do it instead. This is extremely motivating. Remember, in the beginning, I was saying something about having time where you're not necessarily motivated. So all I mean by that is the scheduling thing where you give yourself open time, allow for whatever you're inspired to do to happen. But if you're specifically working on motivation, take note of what things you choose to do in that time that you didn't schedule. Maybe something you choose to do off the cuff is really going to help you and you might want to do that again. Notice what you choose, take note of it, test out new stuff, find ways to be consistent but also not give yourself too much grief if you have to go off schedule. That for me was very motivating. Just one last thing. Taking myself completely off of time and schedule even though that it actually took a long time to really sink in because I fought it over and over and over again. But as soon as I got to the point where it felt right to not have something specific to do, all of a sudden, all of the things opened up that I wanted to do and, you know, puzzle pieces started to fit together my self-actualizing became more integrated. My ability to share with others became more integrated and more possible. So from personal experience, it takes work, but it's definitely worth it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon. Bye now. All right, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider a small donation over at patreon.com backslash Farron and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N. Or if you have any questions, check out my website, Farron.me. You can contact me there. You can see my class schedule and upcoming events. Again, you've been listening to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. I'm just feeling it out. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.